0: and welcome to another edition of Asking Anything, presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel León, Mosher's HR Advisor, and in this week's episode we will be talking to one of Mosher's experts about quality. That might sound simple, right? But it really isn't, and on today's episode we will take a deep dive into quality and some of its components. We're very fortunate to have Alfea Stevens to talk to us about this topic. Alfea is the Director of Quality Management for Mosher Consulting. She is an accomplished Senior Project Manager, and Senior System Business Analyst, leveraging an extensive technical background to guide strategic decisions within an organization. She is an experienced federal contractor with notable expertise in the healthcare arena. Over several years, have successfully overseen software application development and quality assurance, managing technical and non-technical employees and contractors, including mentoring and personnel development. Alfea, it is great to have you with us today to discuss quality. How are you?
1: I am great, Angel, how are
0: you today? I'm doing great, thank you. I wanna start simple, if you don't mind. I would love to understand what quality is because I'm sure I could come up with several different answers depending about how I think about quality. In your own words, what is quality?
1: Ha, great question. Um, So in my words, quality is, from, from, from my perspective and I really from an IT perspective, I would say quality is really delivering requirements, as well as delivering on client expectations so that we can satisfy our clients. It takes the full effort of an organization to do so, to deliver quality, so that we're all working cohesively together. But at the end of the day, what we really want to get out of any kind of work effort is is a complete product and a satisfied client. Interesting. So when I think about quality, I think about
0: testing but you're saying that quality is more than that why is that
1: well it's not just you <laughs> when a lot of people <laughs> hear quality they, all, they most people think of especially in our world of uh, it consultancy most people think of you know software testing you know when you hear quality quality is bigger than that software testing is a component of quality but it's only a component of quality, it sits within it or under an umbrella of quality control is where you would find software testing, uh, which in itself is under an umbrella of quality assurance. And that's where we really visit all of our policies and plans and execution steps for, for delivering quality. And, and that in itself is under a bigger umbrella of uh, a quality system or a quality management system. So that's really the top tier of this quality arena if you will so when we hear the word quality you know we have to think of the big picture uh in my role i do people will still think testing which is fine and, and it's super <laughs> important but uh again it's really a small piece of what the bigger picture of of what true quality is so if we were to build out a system in an organization you would have everybody engaged in this quality system and not just testers right It would be everybody from HR to to your testers, to every resource in an organization. They all have a a role to play in quality. And that's what the quality system does through those quality assurance and quality control practices.
0: So it sounds like quality is definitely a multi-step, different level Mm -hmm. uh, thing that probably most organizations could use. So let me ask you about how quality is measured. How is quality measured and how are those measurements used? Right. So,
1: yeah, quality is measured different ways, right? You know, we look at now looking beyond a tester and looking at any role in an organization. We have to have a way to measure quality against all of those roles. Uh, there are seven basic tools that we use to measure quality. And from each of those, there are hundreds of ways to kind of manipulate a tool to derive your quality metrics. So there isn't one way to do it. Uh, I mean, I'm not even gonna give you a one way to do it. You know, we have, we look at, well, for instance, I will give an example. In our world, again, of IT consultancy, we have a, a traceability matrix, which is a table, you know, and a table is a way to measure quality, but we can trace back our final result, our final product back to what the customer was asking for. And we can look at, Our percentages of being on target or being off target with those requirements and with our testing numbers from the traceability matrix. And so that's one way of putting some numbers against the words to measure quality. And we can do that with many various different and in many various aspects in many areas of delivering any service or product to a client. But there are thousands of different ways in which we measure quality. Some of them that are non-tangible would be a customer survey or, you know, your your rating on a YEP site, you know, because your customers are telling you based on your ratings, what they think about your services and your products, right? So those are ways that we can measure quality from, from a customer perspective. But there are many, many, many ways at which we measure quality and get metrics and quantifiable data to kind of improve upon our products and services.
0: So two things from what you just said. Number one, the, the reviews that people get right for their business on these websites, that's one way to measure quality. Right. But I like what you mentioned earlier about how quality is constantly being measured from the beginning. So basically when the client or the company does that first insert of, hey, I wanna know what what really is quality, what we look like in X or Y or Z service versus right. then as you spread Basically, I'm assuming you 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 put a testing period in place or you set a time frame. How does that ultimately work?
1: Right. So so if you start at the very beginning with a client in our world of consultancy, you're gonna start with something we call requirements, right? And so that's that's us validating with a client that this is what you want us to deliver. And so right now, right at that very moment, we are setting our qualitative expectations with the end user with the customer. And at the end of that, so you're going to go through a whole development lifecycle of creating this product, this software, whatever we're building for a client. At the end of that, we're going to test that. And so that's when your your, your, your testing comes <laughs> into play, right? And, and and make sure that we have built out and we've met the requirements that we told our clients that we were going to deliver, you know, early on in, in this effort. Uh, so it's an end-to-end process. And so it, it starts at the very beginning of any task of any work effort that we want to kind of have a quality plan built into our processes to deliver on that. And, and another uh, aspect of that is not, is, you know, we talked about earlier that everybody in an organization is engaged in our quality of delivery, right? Mm -hmm. And so whether you are a BA or a developer or a tester or a PM, you know, everybody has a set of defined standards and guidelines and best practices or what have you that if we ensure that our resources our employees are working against their standards or their own particular guidelines based on their role at the end of that you should have a uh, a quality driven or high value product at the end of that so that helps us make sure that we are always on a certain pathway down this quality uh highway, if you will, but it, that, you know, that whole end-to-end process is quality driven.
0: So every position that is part of that quality process has their own tasking. They have their own standard. They have their own role, if you will. Exactly. So then going back to the metrics, Mm -hmm. how does quality break out and become defined within each component of the metric that you're using?
1: Right good question (laughs) so again with each type with each role we we look at what those standards are and we look at Mm -hmm. what their their processes are and we look at ways that we can measure quality against each role because we would measure the success of an analyst differently than we would measure the success of a of a a developer you know because one is probably more quantifiable and one is probably more a little bit intangible you know because just based on what those roles are and what the tasks are for each of those So so every role that we have, we measure quality differently. And again, it's based on what those tasks are in their standards, in their day-to-day processes, in the guidelines, whatever. We have to leverage tools that are specific to those roles and to those tasks to kind of get a quantifiable number to measure a resource.
0: So then because you're creating all those tools for those tasks and those roles, you're also measuring the quality of each individual role in the grand scheme of things
1: exactly and we're constantly we are constantly in a place of refining you know those Mm -hmm. roles refining what not the roles really but refining those processes and those standards for our our organization Uh, because you're always going to find out or your 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 employees are always going to tell you ways that you can do things better ways that you can improve and so we take those those refinements and we plan them in the next round of quality metrics, quality analysis through an effort, because it's a, it's a cyclical process. You never stop mm-hmm. applying quality, you never stop measuring quality, you never stop trying to improve on your qualitative uh, output.
0: So technically you continue to improve upon the process is, is I guess the, the takeaway uh, from your answer, because basically as you continue to define the quality with the metrics, with the data that you're receiving, mm-hmm you can then jump ahead and sort of, sort of say, okay, this process didn't work as good as we wanted it
1: to. Exactly. Let's switch it up a little bit while we're on the way. Exactly. Well, not while we're on the way, we're going to probably finish doing it that way that we've defined and planned out. Well, right. I will say, I say that's, that's really the intent, but in our agile now frameworks, we can build a mm-hmm. flexible, but we tend to take that data and pl- put it in our planning for the next iteration of qualitative analysis. Uh, but I'll tell you one good example of looking at always, that always process improvement mantra, if you will, is uh, there's a casino in Vegas. I do like Vegas. So I think it was a Luxor, <laughs> that glass pyramid type of, it's not a, you know, that glass, I think it was a glass like pyramid type of yeah. see Vegas is in the desert. And so that glass is always covered in dust, right? In dirt. And so they have like the window cleaners, and they start on one side of that pyramid. And this, every day they clean one side of that pyramid and go, on a, go to the other three sides. And as soon as they finish that process, that cycle of cleaning, they start over. Because their job, their qualitative job is to make sure that that glass is always clean and that glass is never clean being in the desert. And so they're always constantly improving or constantly cleaning that glass. And in doing that, they might find ways that they can do it better, faster, easier, cheaper. And so, those are those qualitative improvements that continuous improvement, if you will, that they employ in that job to ensure that they're having the, they have the cleanest glass, I guess, in Vegas. But that's one way to look at that. The work never stops; the work is always going. As and so is the attempt to enhance your work and you know improve your performances.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, I I do agree. That example actually is is a good example because it shows how a process is done, they might be able to find something that actually makes it a quicker process, maybe once or twice, but then they might find it that along the way that may not necessarily work. So then they go back to their old ways or just improve upon that process. So that's a great example. So let me move on to something when it comes to companies. What does quality means in a product-driven company versus what it means from a service-driven company? What could you tell us about its differences?
1: Also, a great question and interesting question. So, when we when we think about uh, quality from a product, uh, the goal of a product is that we have something tangible that we can hold in our hands or see or play with or feel and touch and all these things, and we can kind of look at it and and put it into its place and make sure that it works, you know, as intended. So it has met its requirements and, you know, all things being great, you know, the customer would be satisfied with that end product that they can hold and see and feel and touch. Conversely, on a service side, again, from a consultancy world, our our product, you know, our is, is is less tangible, you know, uh, we deliver um, services in a way that aren't as that you can't necessarily feel, see, touch. We deliver code or documents or things like that, but they're, they're, not always a tangible product again. And so the way that you look at them are different and the way that you measure them are differently. Certainly with a physical product in your hand, you can look at it and, and, and put into its component to make sure it works and it fits and the specs are correct and all that. Uh, but as I was speaking to earlier with a service-driven organization, measuring that is a little bit differently, you know, it's gonna be based off of, you know, what your customers think about you. And it's hard to measure that. So we do surveys or we do, you know, reviews. Um, we look at how your employees feel, you know, there are, we. so the ways that we measure services versus product-driven quality is is, is vastly different because of the intangible of one versus the tangible of another. So that's one way to look at it. But oftentimes, even in our world, you see most organizations, if not all organizations, they do have a, a level of both product-driven and service-driven. And I think one of the best examples of that to me, for sure, would be like Chick-fil-A. You know, you can see Chick-fil-A in a thousand memes, and they talk about how great Chick-fil-A performs. Not only do they have a great product, but their service probably, you know, does better than their product. Really, when you look at wanting to measure the effectiveness of both, but you compare Chick-fil-A to any other fast food industry or fast restaurant, and they will beat them nine and day on their service alone because mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A does a great job of delivering quality standards to his employees. And so as a Chick-fil-A employee, I would imagine that they don't know how to do something differently. They always, they, they learn how to do it great. They can right. tend to do it great and they need to do it better. Uh, and that's what we tend to get when we visit that, that establishment. So, you know, again, in our world, we also have, we can deliver code, you know, but a lot, mm-hmm. or we can deliver documents, but then a lot of the other things that we deliver are, certainly so going to be intangible that, you know, that are going to be harder to kind of measure and, and see things like that.
0: And the Chick-fil-A example is a good is a good example because as you were answering the first part of the question, I I started thinking what company does a cross between product and service. And the Chick-fil-A example is a good one because I mean you mentioned it. I love Chick-fil-A as well. So <laughs> shout out. Um, <clears throat> shameless plug to Chick-fil-A here. And right? ask you anything. But you're right. I mean, they do provide a good product. I mean, people love their sandwiches. They're they're pretty much all of their menu, and then the service that you receive, even through something like the pandemic, right. where you know people are not going to the restaurant, they're not right. going inside, but they're still giving that smile on their face. They're hey, can I do something better for you? Can I do? Can I get you something else? Even through the right. drive-through, and you right. still see that customer-driven entity. You just see it. And, and like you said, their employees probably don't know any better than to treat people this way because that's how they were trained. Exactly. And let me tell you, that's not a bad thing. Um, <laughs> if exactly. you're customer driven like that, right. that's not a bad thing because guess what? It makes people want to go back.
1: Right. So the quality management system at chick is probably, you know, you know above par than anybody you know you you don't see that type of service anywhere else i've never seen it anywhere else that's that's consistent and that's when you talk about quality that's what you want to do is deliver a consistent service and product as much as possible
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i i agree so continuing on with this customer service oriented side of quality how do we see quality as a customer and how can we deliver quality as an employee? We, I think we touch a little bit about that as a customer with Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. but if you can expand on that and tell us how we can deliver that quality as an employee.
1: Right, I think from a customer perspective, if I were to put myself in a customer's shoes or when I talk to some of our customers, I think what what really at the end of the day that they're looking for is again, we go back to that word consistency, right? Is to deliver their products correctly, you know, uh, timely, you know, uh, meeting their level of satisfaction that we want, just consistently, you know we weren't able to do that consistently. You're going to have a, a satisfied customer and because that's really what they want is that we are reliable, that we can do what we say we can do mm-hmm. when we say we can do it. And if we do that consistently, uh, you're going to have a happy customer, right? From from a customer perspective, wow, that's 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 a little question, but you know, it's the same. Really, it's the same thing, though. um, That you know, when I put myself on the side of a customer, you know, I I go back to that Chick-fil-A thing. You know, that I'm going to get good food quickly, you know, timely with a smile on somebody's face. So you want to just be be treated nice. You want to be listened to, and you really want what you've asked for, what you've paid for, what you've been promised, still under those same constraints, those time constraints or those financial constraints or whatever. But you're just looking for that respect and that consistent delivery of service from from whatever you're doing.
0: Well, and it goes back to what you were just saying about consistency and reliability. It's mm-hmm. the same deal. I mean, if right. we if we receive great customer service from any organization, we are probably more bound to go back to that place exactly. than not. So I think it goes back to that reliability and consistency. If you can consistently deliver a good customer service oriented right. uh, service to your right. to your customers, right? Those customers are going
1: to come back, and they're going to be grateful to have you as part of their organization. And that's one of those metrics, you know, returning customers. So that's that's right. another quantifiable way to uh, gather your metrics for qualities. So yeah, absolutely. A happy customer is a returning customer. Yes,
0: absolutely. So speaking of organizations, every organization wants to be successful in their operations. How do you set up projects and people for quality
1: success? So I, I think this goes back to that big picture of a QMS, a quality management system from an organization perspective. You want to make sure that you have a system, a, a, a robust QMS in place that accurately, you know, delivers quality from each of those roles that we talked about. So you want to make sure that you are, not that I'm a SME in everything IT, you know, I work with our our directors and our VPs to, <laughs> who are those SMEs to make sure that we're that we have the right standards for those roles, right? And to make sure that we have the right guidelines. And so we wanna make sure that those things are are in place for every role so that each of our employees knows exactly what they should be doing, how they should be doing it, right? And so we want to make sure that we are following those guidelines as determined by whatever industry we're in to ensure that our employees are delivering on those standards that everybody recognizes. Uh, And so from employee perspective, again, if I were new to Mosier and put into a BA role or a PM role, whatever, I want to to know that I can go to a place or that my managers are going to tell me or give me uh, some um some artifacts to say okay this is how we do this role at moser and this is how we deliver quality at moser to ensure that our customers are going to be satisfied so both from an organization and um employee perspective you just want to make sure that you have the right that you're you're giving your company your employees the right set of guidelines to deliver uh, uh, against their role and as an employee you just want to make sure that you are you fully understand what your expectations are as an employee so that you can fully deliver those expectations, therefore your value to your customers.
0: So again, setting up roles, putting boundaries, making sure everybody knows what they're doing—that's how you set up for success. That's
1: and how quality. you do it. That's how you do it. And you know, also in that, you know, obviously what we talked about before—that with continuous improvement, making sure you're doing auditing. To ensure that your plans, that you you know that you're updating your things as frequently as needed, so that you're always leveraging those standards and practices that are common to most organizations um, that we work with.
0: Yeah, auditing is key. I should know. I'm married to an auditor, so um, <laughs> that that is key. So, Afia, I want to end on a surprise question, um, and it's something that I came up with <laughs> recently. So it's just one question, but. When you first started working in quality, what was
1: harder than you expected? Uh, really harder than I expected. I mean, it wasn't really hard here at Millshire, only because I only because to what I just said, you know, we all have our standards. We all have mm-hmm. the way that we work because those are the accepted practices in our areas. And so, because we all have that, it was really just a matter of weaving, you know, ensuring that and weaving quality through it, you know, that oh, we already have this. So let me just, you know, put together the, the metrics by which we're going to gather our data, things like that. So it wasn't um, it wasn't really hard. The challenge is like realizing, you know, our, you know, I was only on, you know, I was only knew so much of quality, you know, when mm-hmm. I first started here. But now I know I'm, you know, still expanding my knowledge because it's so big, it's such a big space. And I think for us, we just wanna make sure that we continue to grow in that space and ensure that our clients and our, our, our employees are happy, are satisfied in their roles so that we know that we are on the right track for delivering quality across our enterprise and for our customers. Uh, I think that's not so not necessarily hard, but the challenge.
0: <laughs> okay, great. Well, Alfea, it has been a pleasure talking to with you today. Thank you very much for coming on. Asky anything? We would love to hear more about quality. I'm sure we have a couple of more, uh, a couple of other subjects that we might want to tackle on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Quality. So, so, so we'd more. love to have you back.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to leave you with uh, just or leave the listeners with one note about quality is that at the end of the day, from an organization perspective you always just wanna make sure that your quality driven processes or your QMS, uh, that it's um, at an enterprise level, just at an enterprise wide readiness to deliver that consistent result. And I think if you can drive, that can be your focus, that you're gonna be um, pretty happy with your results. Again, consistency and reliability. Yep, absolutely. But thank you, Ankev, I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, so I'm looking much. to our, our next level, whatever that is. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you, me too. I really appreciate it. Thanks for your time.
1: Absolutely, thanks guys.
0: All right, buddy, that's our episode today of Ask you Anything. We hope you enjoyed my conversation with Alfea Stevens and what quality is and what it can do for you and your organization. We will be back next week with another episode of Ask you Anything presented by Moji Consulting, your technology partner. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then... So long, everybody. Go.